What's up, Internet? This is Joel DeWitt with Super GG Radio. This week, we have a bonus session where myself and Kelly DeWitt spoke with Professor Andrew C. Miller, the Director of Sports Communication and Media Graduate Program, and Dr. Josh Schuert, Director of Sports Management of Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut. They're embarking on a fascinating journey by introducing a minor in esports for the respective programs. If you want to position yourself for a career in a booming sector of the video game industry, you'll want to take a listen. Thank you both for joining me today. Uh, if you wouldn't mind just briefly introducing yourselves. My name is uh, Dr. Josh Stewart. I'm a professor of sport management, and I'm the um, assistant director of, or the co-director of this program in esports with Dr. Miller. Okay. And I'm uh, Dr. Andrew Miller. I'm an associate professor of communications. I uh, direct a graduate program in sports communication and media at Sacred Heart University, and together with uh, Josh, we sort of co-direct this esports program that we just launched. I see. Okay, that's so. I I approached you guys because I, I found it fascinating hearing that a university was uh, starting a minor in esports. Uh, I guess before we get into the nitty gritty of that, are either of you gamers? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> what decade are we talking about? No, actually, <laughs> not competitive gamers. I mean, I, I have an Xbox. I do play some, but not competitively. Sure. Uh, but I spend most of my youth playing Atari and then uh, Sega Genesis and Nintendo and all that. That, yeah, that sounds okay. like me. <laughs> yeah, that, that tracks with us too. We're, we're definitely that age range as well. And uh, don't have the kind of dexterity to do professional <laughs> sports like that. So uh, maybe you could give us a little more detail about Sacred Heart University as a whole uh, for people who may not be familiar with it. So Sacred Heart is the, the second largest uh, Catholic university in the Northeast behind Boston College. We have, I think, a very strong program in both sport management, which is in the College of Business, and sports communication, which is in uh, arts and sciences. And we decided when we started to put this together that we should do it as a cross-disciplinary basis so that both sides are represented. And that's how the curriculum was developed. Okay. And, and just just to add on to that, uh, we, 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 we do really feel like we have really strong programs in, uh, in and around the sports industry. And that's because of the faculty and the facilities. We have some brand new buildings, but also um, our geographic location uh, we're, is great. We're located right between uh, ESPN's world headquarters, NBC Sports world headquarters, and you know, a short train ride to New York City, which is filled with a lot of other sports media companies. And even you know the pandemic has changed uh, the way people work, but even so, I think that those geographic locations enable us to bring professionals to our campus and have our students intern at a variety of places. Sure, of course, of course. H- have you guys seen esports becoming more prominently featured in places like ESPN or other uh, competitive sports outlets? Well, when the pandemic first hit, it was the only thing that the only game in town. <laughs> So there were a lot of places were leveraging that because it was the only place they could really generate any content because all the sports were shut down. Yeah, although there was, I mean, actually the Washington Post just had a big article fairly recently about how ESPN, uh, they had a whole division that was covering uh, esports and they essentially shut it down. Um, it seemed like not that because esports was going away or anything, but I think some of the bigger companies are still struggling with how what to do with it. Sure. So they're putting some, you know, there it is, you know, we started off with this 
you know, uh, conversation that is sort of generational. And I think, you know, connecting to that younger generation in the right way is, um, has been a bit of a challenge for some of those uh, bigger sort of more established networks. Yeah, absolutely. I find it interesting that th- this is becoming a burgeoning competitive market, but the uniqueness of something like this as opposed to football or baseball is that the the competition field is owned by private companies <laughs> that that have their support and then choose when to change things on the fly or, or remove support. How does that affect your guys' curriculum and approach to uh, teaching people about esports? Well, I, I love to see the fact that the lines are blurred. You're absolutely right in, in what you said, but take take the example of the uh, Pro Bowl in, in the NFL this year that got preempted by COVID, and they selected all the players and then played it on the Madden platform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you, you do see that blurring of lines, which is awesome for all of us involved. Um, sure. It, it, it puts uh, esports on the platform, and uh, it also keeps us in business as well. Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of us teaching it, it is, it's kind of exciting because it is a rapidly changing uh, landscape or, or, you know, or the playing fields are changing, you know, where some, there are some established games like League of, League of Legends that's sort of operating, you know, it's in its own space and it's tremendously popular and kind of is, you know, it's centered around the game itself, but there are also leagues like the NBA 2K League, which on the one hand is its own league, but also it's very closely attached to the NBA proper. I mean, a lot of the teams are based, you know, are connected to the actual NBA team. So it, it's, it's very different, you know, when you look from sport to sport, but that's actually in terms of teaching and some of the fun part that you can sort of get your students to sort of uh, tease that out, how they're different in different areas. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't, don't make any mistake. Uh, Andrew and I have probably worked harder this year than ever in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> and that's to stay ahead of the curve. We've attended as much as we possibly could. You know, we had eSports Next, eSports Rising, uh, eSports Business Summit, went to a bunch of webinars. We, we, we were going to stuff all the time just to, to, to stay abreast of all this stuff, how it was changing, new laws, licensing, just to, just to try to keep up with things, you know, that, that uh, are sort of brand new for everybody. I'm sure that's actually exciting in some ways, given how in flux everything is and, and it keeps you on your toes. But uh, what kind of challenges did you experience outside of the obvious, like just having to attend <laughs> these events? Well, I'll start and then he and Andrew can pick up. But I think we, we from the get go, put together a one year plan where we outlined what we wanted to accomplish in the first year. And one of the first things that we sketched out was we knew we wanted to connect with the industry very tightly for that exact reason. So we immediately started an esports speaker series in the fall of this past year, and we hosted six speakers. And we were uh, using it to engage our students, but we were also using it to learn as much as we possibly could and to connect with these people. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the challenges, I think, you know, it still is the – one of the challenges is still sort of th- thinking through how does it fit at university. So uh, we did some, you know, we did some research on that, and you know, we for us it, it totally makes sense as Josh already mentioned. We have this sort of interdisciplinary between our sort of sport management and um, sports communication area, but you know, there's also other sort of obvious areas like game design. Um, there's even in health sciences, and some of the schools that we looked at have have sort of put it out there that they're trying to to bring together all those different areas. You know, I think some of them have found that challenging. Uh, 
there have been some schools that I, I maybe I won't mention their, their name specifically that said they were going to bring. <laughs> they had like five different areas that were going to be together with this exciting new program, and the new program never happened. <laughs> I think because it was a that was a challenge. So I think working, even though Josh and I have a long, uh, really productive working relationship that mostly involves going to Ireland and hanging out in pubs, but <laughs> um, it also and and doing other things. But you know, it is a challenge sometimes to work to get your schools to sort of work together and figure out how you're going to then move things forward. Yeah, as you as you can imagine, the more parts you put together, the harder it is to pull it off and the more you feel like you're repeating or going through things, but it's also incredibly rewarding. Like when things are actually starting to happen, it's it's really it's really incredibly satisfying. I can imagine, yeah. Uh, I just a question for uh, from more of an educational, I guess, standpoint. So this is this is esports. Now I was told what this was, but I'm could you could it could be explained a little bit more to me because I, I would like to know exactly because this curriculum is looks very interesting, but it's very new to me. So what what is this curriculum exactly? How does it work? Well, I'll just jump in to begin with and say that, you know, your questions are the ones that we started with. In fact, the, in our in our foundation course, we start talking about, you know, what's the difference between sports and games? And then, in fact, OK, now what are esports? And in reading through this, and it's still a young area, but reading through some of the people that have sort of written, you know, articles about what they think esports is. And it isn't necessarily mm-hmm. fully uh, there's a, a complete agreement but asking our students to think through that. And then there's that question, is esports truly a sport, hmm. right? Because one of the things that usually defines sport is that a part of athletic activity. Sure. And, then, sure. and, and so that, that part actually is, but you know, that's actually fun to get your students to think through those things. So we start there. I don't know, Josh, if you want to take. Well, we, we felt we, we were not trying to uh, attack all those areas of study all at once. <laughs> so we focused on our strengths. And, uh, you know, we have courses from the business side in in sport marketing and sport venue and event management. We have courses in sport media in in broadcast and live events. And then we have specific courses. You know, we had a foundations intro course that Andrew was talking about. And then we topped it all off with a capstone course that pulls it all together. Students actually work uh, on an event. And, uh, you know, we honed in on what right now are the, the highest revenue areas, sponsorship, media rights. You know, there are those other areas and someday we'll get to them. But we, we went where we had a, we think we have a foothold of, of strength at the university and within our own programs. And, you know, we were very clear that we're not developing professional gamers. We're not training them. Uh, we're training them for jobs in the industry and particularly in business and in media. Right. Those are important areas that are probably overlooked by people who are bid dammers looking for a career, right? Yeah. And I mean, look, I mean, uh, to speak uh, honestly, I mean, we do know and um, there's a tr- there's just a larger and larger number of students, you know, coming to school that are that are look, we just went through a pandemic year where people were largely at home and a lot of people were sitting at home gaming. Right. If you have if you have kids, uh, you know, you know that that was happening. And then, you know, for us to then think about, okay, this has become a really important part of culture. It's, it's also, there's jobs out there and some, and we need to sort of approach that head on as well as recognizing the fact that students want to keep playing. So we're like, all right, or this is an interest of yours. 
the same way, this is by the way, similar again, when, you know, we have lots of students again in our traditional programs, if you will, that are, that, you know, we've been playing sports all their lives. They know they're not going to be professional athletes, but they want to work in that industry. I think the same thing is you're seeing develop in esports where, okay, they're playing, you know, and this is something that really excites them. How can they make this part of their career? And we're sort of, you know, sort of working through developing a program that's going to support them in that. Speaking of the career side of things, my experience at university was that they have services that sort of act as a pipeline from the classroom to the professional field. As part of this, what kind of connections have you made within the esports community that would benefit your students? Well, I, I did mention a little bit earlier. So one of our first initiatives was to launch an esports speaker series. And uh, we targeted some people in areas that we wanted our students to be exposed to and brought those speakers in. And we actually plucked a few of those people for the beginnings of an, an advisory board. And we bouncing ideas off of them repeatedly. You know, what do you think of this? What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Curriculum ideas. And ultimately, those are also going to be um, people that we can tap for internships and or full-time jobs, or at least pointing us in the right direction. And, and just to, to add to that, Josh, you can help me with this. You know, I just want to, we really did try and uh, bring in speakers from a breadth of, of areas. So we have, you know, former, former gamers who now are general managers of teams, you know, but there's a, a person who's running a team. We have uh, someone who's one of the leading sports agents for esports uh, players and people in the field. We brought in uh, also though someone who runs a production, a media production company who's producing media for esports for in and around different leagues. I think what else did we have? President of the uh, NBA 2K League. Oh, right. oh yeah, of course. And mm. we had, we had uh, someone that was in the development side as well. So we were trying to expose the students to both the things that we were talking about in class and also the things that maybe we weren't going to get to in class, but we knew the speaker was going to be able to touch on those. It's just a really exciting field. And uh, I think the, the, the best comment that I heard was from a really high level speaker and he said, anyone that tells you that they've been in this industry for 15 years is full of it because we're all, we're all learning it on the fly, even the VPs and everything. And we're all just we're all kind of making it up as we go, which is exciting, but it's also you know daunting. You really need to do your do your homework to, to stay up on it. Right. I agree. It, it seems like gaming back when you know you and I played <laughs> in our earlier years, it was kind of a niche thing. Like people, you know, kids, some kids played it, but it, it wasn't quite as widespread and mainstream as it is now. So it, it's fascinating. It also wasn't considered a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was when I was growing up. It was like, why are you wasting your time? Now it's like, eh, maybe my kid will become a professional, or maybe yeah. my kid will, will run into the right person and have enough streams and. All of a sudden, we'll make a bunch of money and I can build a pool. Whereas when we were growing up, it's like, why don't you go outside? Um, yeah, we were born at the wrong time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Since this is a minor, what can you major in? What what can you tie it in with as far as it's a minor? What what specifically would you have to major in to be um, to have this minor? Well, we we built it purposely to piggyback off of our two existing majors in, in uh, sports communication and sport management, but also it's a, it's easily, you could fit it in as a computer science major. That seems to make, make a lot of sense. I think any of the business majors, a lot of the communication majors, but it's open, it, it's structured so that anyone could take it. Hmm. You, could, you could be an English major and still take it uh, at the minor level. 
I, I know you guys are just starting out this program, but has, has there been conversations about where else you might start bleeding in gaming-related curriculum at, whether it's like journalism or some other college within your university? Well, I mean, I think, so we, I mean, we already, you know, even as we were launching the minor, there already was talk about a major and actually Josh and I were sort of said, well, why don't we, let's start here. And we think it's, we're, you know, we want to build this out. And if we do a major, we are looking at, you know, and it's not, we have plans for it already and it involves like different tracks. So you might have, you could continue, you could have a track in communications, have a track in sport management. I think we're looking very very likely we would add a track in the computer science and gaming area. Sure. We do have a good program in that. So so those that kind of expansion would already happen. I think the other thing we should just point out before we, you know, just because we haven't touched on it yet, is we've always imagined this uh, really working in concert with our existing gaming team. I think it's you can find most universities these days have some sport, some sort of, excuse me, esports gaming team. Sometimes it's at a varsity level where they're recruiting people and there's scholarships. We, um, we have a club team, so we don't have scholarships, but that, that team is competing in the same leagues as all the other, as other varsity teams. And so we're trying to bring those things together, I think, to make it, it's really about a larger esports program and experience that's a combination of the minor and perhaps gaming, and that it's the whole thing working together. I, I like that because... From my view, it seems like the competitors of esports, it, it's kind of like football. Like You only get to a certain age before you start aging out of <laughs> being in, in these series. So it, it seems like a neat way to be able to uh, connect that enthusiasm and experience and then parlay that into a career. And it opens it up. I mean, you know, like Andrew said, we're trying to uh, meld everything together. So, so you know, at some point, Sacred Heart will be a destination for someone who's interested in esports, whether it's on the competitive side, whether it's academically, they're interested in getting into the industry somehow, they can come and learn about it, or a combination of the two, or just as a passing interest. You know, so there's, we want to be able to, at some point, be on the map where, you know, hey, I'm, I'm sort of interested in this, and, and Sacred Heart pops up as, as a place that you can do that. So, I mean, in terms of, and in terms of our plans, uh, we were going to mention this at some point, we're really excited, actually. So we, we developed this minor. And then we've, you know, we're, we're trying to think of how we can sort of really launch the program this year. And so we are, we are going to have the first ever Connecticut collegiate esports uh, tournament. So like a state tournament for esports oh. uh, called the uh, esports showcase. It's happening um, over the weekend of April 16th, 17th and 18th. I hope I have that right. It'll be the first ever. And, but you know, this is, we're planning to make this an annual event. So this year it's virtual because it just, you know, of pandemic concerns. Uh, we're hoping to be on our campus next year in, our, in one of our labs. And then the year following, we actually, were, we are building a uh, brand new hockey arena. And we're, we're trying to make this idea of this showcase, was one of the reasons we called it that is we think it'll, we're hoping it to be an esports competition, but along with that, there's gonna be maybe exhibitions and, you know, places for vendors to come or uh, other sorts of activities. So. Even if it's a collegiate tournament, we might be bringing in high school students to sort of see, you know, to kind of partake in different kinds of things. And I think, you know, and even, and all of that is gonna be um, produced by students, largely, our graduate and undergraduate students. So it becomes experiential learning to put on the event. Yeah, so we have we have uh, students in that capstone course that are helping with the organization that we have a couple interns 
working with that and we have a graduate assistant and we actually have a tournament director all all geared towards pulling that off we have commitments from eight teams eight universities uh in the state of connecticut for this first uh first go round. so we're pretty excited my uh my students are primarily uh, i have high school students and they are very um very very into esports and things like that uh, being on their chromebooks and and wanting to do things virtually do you see this this particular program at attracting more high school students as potential incomers uh, incoming students do you see this sort of picking up the pace for the program absolutely that's and that was always in the back of our mind or the front of our mind i mean, i think that's it's an instant connection. You know that that's what the kids are doing. I have two two teenage kids. I mean, we went over our first time I ever heard about an internet limit on uh, Comcast was when they <laughs> I realized that kids are gaming nonstop. Yes. <laughs> and uh, they said, oh, you're over your limit. I'm like, it's only the ninth of the month. I have 21 more days. <laughs> no, but, um, everyone's on Zoom. Everyone's gaming. Everyone's doing, you know, they're homeschooling. It's, it was just like ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. This is huge on the high school level, and it's and it's a way to engage kids in educational things that they might not natu- naturally go towards design and coding and some of these other areas that if you said do you want to learn how to do computer coding they'd say absolutely not hey do you want to learn how to how Minecraft works and <laughs> all of a sudden hey you know we're interested so it, it's a I think it's a gateway into areas that probably were the doors were closed before that are now wide open and of, of high interest. And a lot of these are really high paying jobs uh, down the road. That's why we're interested in it, because I think we know that the money is in the sponsorship and the media side of things. So why not focus on that? Why not train people towards that? And why not attract people towards that? Whether if they become a professional gamer along the way, that's cool. But if not, at least we did our part. Yeah. It's the way the world is moving. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I keep thinking of my students every time I, since you've been mentioning this and since I've been listening, I've been thinking of my students and how they would absolutely love to do something like this. And I, I found, I find this incredibly interesting and, and very intriguing myself. We could probably accept a few of those students if you'd like to send them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Illinois to Connecticut's a bit of a uh, drive, but I'm sure some would be happy to uh, come and uh, visit and get a sense like of your if, campus. If you don't want to world, Grant. Joel, it's a virtual world. They, they, it, that is absolutely go. true. <laughs> COVID taught us that for sure. What uh, what part of Illinois are you guys from? I, I, I don't think we know that. Right? So uh, we are from a town called Moline, Illinois. It is on the border of Illinois and Iowa. NPR Illinois is based out of Springfield, who we're affiliated with. And my co-hosts are out of Chicago. <laughs> so we're, we do live in this virtual world already mm-hmm. <laughs> and are used to it. So it wasn't too bad of a transition for us. But uh, we we are definitely always interested in getting a better idea of what academia is doing and how they approach gaming. So it's it's a it's an interesting cross section for us to be able to uh, speak with you about and uh, talk about. So I I think we've uh, covered most of our questions, unless you have anything. I think that about does it on my end. Okay, one last question for you. Actually, how about two questions? You got time for two questions? Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So. Uh, Silly question first. Describe yourself as a video game character. What video game character would you be? Uh, probably Wal- <laughs> Waligi from uh, Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Next yeah. time I cheat. 
I don't know. I, I, I was always partial to Sonic, you know, and maybe because like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, sometimes I have too much energy and I'm not, not always well directed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did uh, bonus points for the Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, thank you so much, Dr. Miller and Professor Schuert, for uh, joining us today. I, I greatly appreciate your time. If I would ask you one last question, it would be, if you're giving like an elevator pitch to your students about why they should choose to pursue this minor, uh, what would it be? I'll give you mine. Mine would be like, do you like to make money and have fun <laughs> while you're doing it? Uh, this, might be the, this might be the track for you. Uh, I guess mine would be... Um... You know, do you want to, are you interested in, in having a career in something that's of the moment? This is like this, like esports, you know, right now is the most cutting edge area of sports. So do you want to be involved in that? I, you know, I think that's what we're going to try and cover. And, and, we're, and like it started the way, I mean, I'm just a terrible elevator pitch because I'm still talking. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it starts where you began, which is esports is going to be so much different in five years than it is now. And that's why you should do it because it's going to be fun and changing and exciting because that's the nature of the, of, of this area. I think you probably sold some people on it. <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much for both your time. I, I know that's at a premium for everybody right now. Uh, I hope you all stay safe and please reach out to us if we could help you with anything in the future. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you both. Take care. It was nice to meet you virtually. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thank you again to Professor Andrew Miller and Dr. Josh Schuert for speaking with us this week. If you have interest in learning more about the minor and eSport program, you can find more information at www.sacredheart.edu. If you like this interview, you can find more Super GG Radio content on YouTube or your favorite podcast app.